welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us until the end. So how has your week been? Uh, my week's been going pretty well so far. I mean, we're recording on a Wednesday, so just halfway through the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm headed to trivia tonight because I am part of the core seven of this five-week trivia tournament that's being held at one of the local breweries. So, you know, got to go and uh, use all this useless trivia that I know. Sounds fancy. Was that uh, was that your Super Bowl party that I saw photos of? No, I don't host Super Bowl parties. Um, I don't. I'm not interested. I feel like it would be strange. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So a friend of mine, she is local, and she's part of my quarantine pod. We um, always have the Super Bowl party at her house because she always makes you know tacos and stuff like that. It's always relatively the same in terms of tacos. So what we've been doing since Tampa's been, you know, ever since the wild card game, Tampa's been in it. And so when they won the wild card game, we all looked at each other and we're like, okay, next Sunday, we all have to wear the same thing we're wearing today. And we're going to eat the same exact food we're eating today. So Kareen, for like three Sundays in a row, we all wore the same thing we wore since the wild card game and <laughs> ate the same food. And then when Super Bowl Sunday came around, guess what? Same clothes and same food. I'm so tired <laughs> of those tacos. <laughs> hey, tacos never get old. <laughs> they were the same tacos, though, because we had to stick to the same one for good luck. Yeah. So yeah. that was really fun. And I could not believe Tampa won the first Super Bowl that I ever cared about was this one because it was just the hometown team and the fact that, you know, we've never really made it this far. And, you know, prior to this year, I could not have told you who was on the Buccaneers team at all because I didn't care. (laughs) I just found out that the Super Bowl was coming like the Wednesday before it. I did not see a single minute of the game, but I've read all the updates about halftime show and all of that. But Sports ball is just not my thing. Yeah. Um, sometimes I think about you when I'm watching sports because I'm just like, Kareen would not enjoy the sports ball game. <laughs> no. No, I wouldn't. I will say, though, that in Orlando, we did get together at our friend Julia's house every year. Obviously, I just did not watch the game, but we just ate and hung out yeah. and watched the halftime It's like show. a socializing, so socializing, yeah, yeah. It's a socializing event, so... When we used to go to for with our group of friends to football Sundays at the bar, I just always took the seat with my back to the TV, mm-hmm. and everyone loved it. I did not mind having that seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you? How's your week been? Well, uh, it's had its ups and downs. Unfortunately, the fam I just talked about last week has been put on hold. The supplier has put fans on hold, understandably so. But uh, now I'm regrouping because I still want to go to East La Holbosch. So I just need to figure out the dates. Um, Just finally got my dog to the vet and there's like a whole thing with vaccinations before we can board her. So I have to plan the timing really well. Um, I've been booking like crazy for 2022, which is really exciting to see. You know, I've kind of in this place in my head where it's like, all right, 21 is going to be what it's going to be, but I just have to get through it 
and 22 will be gangbusters. So everything I'm doing supports that. And then I think a lot of people are in the same shoes as me right now, where after the pandemic, we've realized that fees need to be a part of our business. So for me, I don't charge fees for like booking a cruise or an escorted tour or something prepackaged, but I have decided that putting together custom FIT just simply isn't worth the time or the stress without a non-refundable fee. And so far, I've had two people approach me. I presented them with a fee. They paid it without blinking an eye, which is like really helpful to just get through those first couple. But this week, one of my clients who's, you know, my age reached out. She's uh, got two boys, teenagers, and informed me that her husband just passed away in December. And I mean, anytime someone passes away, it really hits you. But I, I was just like, oh my gosh, this young family, you know. Um, and so we had to make some adjustments to their cruises and whatever. And then she said, well, do you do land trips? Because I really want to do France and Italy, um, and Spain. And I said, I absolutely do. And I had to, I was like, oh, like it's, you know, already just having the courage to present that fee when you've been in the business so long, you never charged fees before. Um, and now you've just informed me your husband passed away. So, so me being the people pleaser I am, it was like, huh. and I was like, no, you have to just be matter of fact about it. Like if you're, you know, I do escorted tours. I do this. I do that. If you're looking for something totally customized, here's how that works. And of course, she said, I can't wait to get started. Uh, but I think that was like a good test of my, my strength on this issue. And, um, and it, you know, you and I were talking about it a little bit before, I think, for um, if you haven't charged fees and you're trying to implement it, you really have to be at a place where you're willing to turn away business. You're will, you've decided, which is me, the amount of work and maintenance and then potential of that all being for nothing that goes into an FIT just isn't worth it if there's not some kind of a non-refundable fee. And that's where I am. And I think a lot of people are struggling because they're on that balance, like, I don't want to turn around, I don't want to turn away a single piece of business. So it's like, you just have to get yourself to that place where you're saying like, and like me, I'm not charging fees for everything, right? It's just this one particular type of trip. And I realized it needs to happen. But if you're not there yet, you're not there yet. I just see a lot of discussions about this on like all the Facebook groups and all of the forums where people are like, I want to start charging fees. How do I do it? And for me, I made it super easy on myself because I created like a Canva document that's really nice. And it specifically states exactly what's included. So um, since a lot of my business begins through email, I sort of cover that before. I, if I had to do it on the phone, I would probably <laughs> really stumble <laughs> over it. <laughs> uh, but Anyway, if anyone else is out there who's struggling with this, I would love to hear how you're handling it. So far, it's going well for me, but it isn't the easiest thing in the world after almost 15 years. You had <laughs> mentioned um, exercising your bravery muscle. Was that what yes. you said? <laughs> exercising your bravery. And it's so true because similar to you, the first couple of times that I asked for a fee for custom trips, I was so nervous. Like I... I didn't know how they would react to things, mm -hmm. but when the first few people 
just paid it without question because yeah. I had listed out everything that was included with the fee. I got braver. I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, I know for a fact my time is worth something and they think so too. Yes, and they do. And if they don't, then they're just going to abuse your time anyway. Um, but the simple fact of the matter is there's only one way to get good at anything, period. And that's practice. Mm -hmm. There's no yes. other way. And so that's why when I was, my stomach was hurting a little to send her this thing, but I just was like, you need to just make this a part of the conversation without mm -hmm. any stress. And um, even though now that's three out of three without batting an eye, I still, it, it's going to take me a few more times before I have that kind of confidence, which in a way is kind of fun for me because I've been doing this so long. It's kind of fun to mix things up and make things new and mm -hmm. exciting again. So. Yeah, it's never <laughs> boring for sure. No. And I, I know for, at least for me and a lot of other travel advisors that I've been hearing this from, you, we are getting a lot of new people who've never used a travel advisor before reaching out to us to help them with trips, especially mm -hmm. with areas they don't know very well. And I was telling you about this discovery call that I took with this couple um, earlier in the week. And I don't know why, I, for some reason, I was just so nervous. They were a referral from a TO that I use often. And so I was already nervous because of that. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, a TO that's, you know, a global TO recommending me for their clients. You know, I obviously typically do a really great job with everyone, but I felt like this was right. on another level and sure. I was so nervous. So I did all, all the refresher and certification courses for every one of those countries they wanted to visit just to remind myself. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> but that day I was just, you know, just so full of nerves and, I'm still on a TikTok kick. Like I watch TikTok every day because it's now evolved into teaching new skills or having you see things another way versus mm -hmm. when it first started out, it was just a bunch of kids dancing to music. It's a completely different app right now. Totally. And I've learned so many cool yeah. things. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so many great recipes that I've saved that I will never cook, but it's nice <laughs> to save it. <laughs> look at it later just in case I feel like it. But I remember watching this one TikTok and they said the area of your brain that's responsible for you to feel, uh, for you to feel nervous is the same part of your brain that you use when you're feeling excited about something. So the actual feeling mm -hmm. is the same. It's just the context that's different. So if you're feeling nervous about something, just trick your brain and say, Instead of saying, like, I'm so nervous for this, just say, I'm so excited for this. And immediately I your body that. will feel different. So instead of saying, like, I'm so nervous for this call, I was just like, you know, I'm so excited to take this call. I'm so excited to tell these people about all the amazing experiences they can have. And boom, it was like magic. So I'm going to use that here on out. I <laughs> so love that feeling strategy. Nervous, I'm going to feel yes. excited. Thanks, TikTok. Love that. Not sponsored, but oh. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we jump into our discussion this week, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. Uh, I wanted to bring up this one article this article from Travel Age West, it's titled, These Are All the Ways That the Travel Industry Has Been Disproportionately Affected by the Pandemic. And as we all know, you being think? in the industry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
surprise, shocker, not really. <laughs> um, so this was published on February 9th. So within the last month, so in January, 61,000 jobs were lost in the leisure and hospitality sector, according to research from Tourism Economics on behalf of the U.S. Travel Association. And that's just in one month. And that's in 2021. We all know in 2020 how many more jobs were lost within the hospitality sector. And it's been very, very tough because we've seen people that we know get furloughed. We've seen people that we know lose their jobs. We've seen companies that we work with go out of business. So it's really, really tough. And in this article, it talks about the fact that the main takeaway is that the hospitality and leisure industry is suffering disproportionately compared to the other industries. So that's four out of 10 jobs lost since February, yeah. 2020 has been in leisure hospitality. Four out of 10. Four yeah. out of 10. The, the next sector that has experienced job losses is, uh, let me see, mining and logging. Has experienced and that's the one third of the amount, yes. And that's one third the amount. So it's been so devastating on the industry. And this article mentions a couple things. One, when we get new stimulus bills and whatever, I know ASS is working on this, to include the travel and hospitality industries, not including airlines because they're already getting money and bailout, but including the small guys like us into their plan into their stimulus plan because we are really suffering hotels smaller companies really really need help in order to keep going unless we all decide to shutter our doors which would be really really sad and devastating right. to the economy in general right because not only is it you know we're disproportionately affected but it's all tied together and they make a very clear statement that the u.s economy will not get back on track until the leisure and hospitality sector is back on track like we are a barometer and i've always felt that way since long before this like i can tell how the economy is doing because i am handling people's discretionary income right um so we are i don't even want to try to pronounce this word inextricably linked and um, it's we need to be a priority. I mean, I know it seems like a luxury, but I so I you probably heard me say I love watching this one YouTube couple called Tim and Finn, um, even though they break my heart because they stay in Airbnbs all the time. But they just recorded a video about travel shaming. I was just watching it this morning and just talking about how like everyone has to do what they're comfortable with, but people are starving. Like these countries are begging people to come because it is their only way to make a living. I just read an article last week that made me angry. It was just some guy who was an opinion piece from San Francisco. And he was like, people need to stop going to Mexico. You're going to a country that doesn't have the infrastructure and all these things that were valid points. But, but tell me how these people are going to feed themselves. Like, it's just not that simple. It's not that black and white. And um, we are just so woven into the economy that it's going to take, um, how, how can I say this better? Just like they said, the economy is not going to be looking good until we are back on track. Yeah. And the fact that travel is so, I mean, people depend on travel for work to feed their families, yes. not just in the U.S., but all around the world. You know, like you mentioned, 
Mexico, in places like Cancun and, you know, Cabo and stuff like that, that is their main source of income is tourism. So that is maybe the industry. Developed, that's it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. in developed countries, the government does provide everyone with an amount of money per month that's livable. But in countries like Mexico and smaller undeveloped countries, that's not the case. People need to feed their families. And if we do travel and we do it in a way that follows guidelines and protocols and now with vaccines being available, instead of just not traveling at all, we should travel more carefully. So that way we are able to support a local economy. Right. I do have to say um, Mexico is a more developed country. It has the 15th largest GDP in the world. Um, But the president here just recovered from COVID himself. So like it comes down to the area that you're in. Where I am, tourism is not the big thing. Although this is a big tourist area for Mexicans. So there's people definitely struggling, restaurants shutting down. But when you're talking about Cancun, there's no other way for people to make a living. So then, you know, there's no money coming in. Then crime rises. It becomes a vicious cycle. And it's not because people are bad. It's because people are trying to survive, right? But then we have crime and then that affects tourism when tourism does. It's just such an awful thing. But my point was just sort of like, it's not that cut and dry. I understand why you think people should not travel like that. There are arguments to that that are fully understandable, Um, but there are other implications when that happens that hurt other people. So it's like a domino effect. Mm -hmm. But the article does mention about vaccinations offering hope of a travel rebound, but it's still imperative that the industry receives government support until the restrictions are lifted, which I think we, most of the people listening to this will agree with that statement. (laughs) Yeah, please, please. (laughs) With the latest changes in requiring COVID testing and a lot of states requiring quarantine, you know, like the Northeastern states requiring quarantine coming into the state from either other states or internationally, it does become difficult for a lot of folks to justify traveling internationally. So a lot of travel advisors are finding ways to be the go-to expert for domestic travel. Because most of us, I feel like in the past, we didn't look at domestic travel as a big moneymaker. We didn't look at it as something that people would be interested in doing. But we've seen a huge shift within the past year in folks wanting to stay in the U.S., Um, This one article in Travel Weekly, um, it talks about how travel agencies are shifting their focus to domestic travel and how that's helping them stay afloat during this time of COVID where international travel is very, very difficult. And I, because of Travel Biz Boss, of course, I follow tons and tons of TAs on social media. So I absolutely see where people are promoting domestic properties, even for journeys. We've been on a kick for promoting quite a few domestic hotels and things, you know, places that we get exclusive amenities through our consortia. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want to do it. I'm not (laughs) really actively looking for that business. I don't want to do it. Now, if one of my clients wants it, I'm going to do it. If you're buying it, I'm selling it, you know what I'm saying? But I don't want to, and I'm definitely not putting a lot of energy into trying to attract that kind of business. I'm, like I said earlier, sort of 
shifting into this, trying to focus on really filling up the books for 22 or late 21, that's international travel. I obviously, like I said, journeys, we're advertising those hotels. If one of my clients wants it, but I'm not actively looking for the business, I wouldn't say, I don't know, maybe something will come along to excite me. I mean, if somebody wanted to go like Amangani or something like that, I'd definitely be into booking that. But uh, I'm just not excited by it. So I think that I am just sort of like repelling that business just by my energy around it. I don't know. What about you? I really love domestic travel. Um, I, I didn't <laughs> used to, but I have learned to love it. And now I don't mind it at all. And I love being able to show people things in their backyard. And yeah. um, the most recent domestic trip that uh, my client traveled on, it was for her 40, 40th birthday. And she went out west to Jackson Hole. And that was in January, so last month. So it was snowy. And she and her husband, they live here in um, the Tampa Bay area in Florida. So they didn't even know where Jackson Hole was. She didn't. She's yeah. never even heard of it. And this is one of the trips where I surprised her with the destination. I was working with the husband to plan this trip for her 40th. And she was like, I don't want to know where I'm going. But like the week before, you can just tell me. But she didn't want to know at all. And so, so we cool. booked the trip. Yeah. And I packaged it in a way where it was an exciting experience to open it up. And she did a whole Instagram story yeah. on it. And she was like, I didn't even know where Jackson Hole was, but I'm so excited to explore. They did snowy activities that they never thought they would do because they never thought about staying within the U.S. to celebrate a milestone birthday. And she sent me yeah. a thank you card afterwards and thanked me so much for showing her a gem in the U.S. And I think with COVID being such a prolonged thing, we are seeing a lot of great domestic options being offered by our suppliers yeah. who typically offered international um, products. So I really do love it. And I feel like there is money to be made there if you're doing it right. And I want to be crystal clear. I think there's a million amazing places to go in the U.S. So I'm not saying like I don't want to travel in the U.S. or I don't think people should want to. Not at all. There are some magnificent places to see in the U.S. I just have never enjoyed planning it. And I think what happens, you're right. You have to do it right. I need to shift my attitude 100% and focus on some of the things that would be exciting to me. I just find that when people approach have approached me for domestic in the past, I'm letting that carry over into how I see it now. And it's always been like a PTH road trip, <laughs> you know, but yeah. Um, so what I need to do is go look for some inspiration for some cool places that I could promote that are actually exciting and inspirational. Um, but I just want to make it very clear that I think there's so many wonderful places in the U.S. to visit and to see. And you know, myself was just whining yesterday that I would love to go to Seattle right now. So. <laughs> um, I do feel again on that travel biz boss side and seeing so many social media feeds from TAs, there are a lot of them that are doing it right. They're really promoting some cool properties that I had never heard of. Um, and then our new affiliation with Signature Consortia and looking at their hotel collection and actually looking for specific hotels to promote. There's some cool things. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and it, the inquiries are no longer, I want to go camping because that's what right. I used to get all the time. And I'm like, I don't do camping. 
I don't do budget travel. So whenever I market domestic trips, it's usually to people who've been stuck in the US at home who are used to traveling internationally. And it's yeah. like, hey, you're able to get a really nice experience here in the US while you wait to go internationally. And I guess I just target my marketing that way. So they know yeah. I don't do budgety things. And people have reached out to me about, you know, weekend getaway trips and they'll be like, Hey, do you book this? I want to keep you in mind for, you know, all my trips. Do you book this and this and this? And I, if it's not something that I want to work on because it's only going to pay me $30, I'll say, Oh, thanks so much for thinking of me. Um, I don't really book these kinds of trips, but I'm more than happy to give you any tips. So that way yeah. the connection is still there, especially if they're a really mm -hmm. great client, I'm still helping them yeah, out, but I'm not going to spend time booking one hotel get your twelve dollars mm, yes beer <laughs> <Your> money <laughs> well and i do take a different view on that because being a generalist for so long i have these like you know many many year relationships with my clients so i wouldn't take a new inquiry like that but if it was an existing client i would do it for the twelve dollars just because um i don't want them looking elsewhere for for help because we've been together mm -hmm. so long but someone new approached me or like one of my Facebook acquaintances, I would say exactly what you do. That's just not really what I do. Um, but, and then I try to give them something useful to go on. And I just had someone who had Marriott gift cards, like a whole bunch of Marriott gift cards, but they wanted flights included and stuff. And that it's just not something I could do, but I just tried mm -hmm. to, she had some, pretty specific destination requirements. So I at least said, look at St. Thomas and Puerto Rico. This had to be a Marriott property and no passports, you know, whatever. So I at least gave her something to work with so that she doesn't think, oh, she just doesn't want to help me. Well, in good news, um, there's an article in Travel Age West about how millennials and Gen Z want to travel again and are willing to get vaccinated. Um, I'm not a millennial or a Gen Z, but I fall into that category 100%. <laughs> um, so Contiki, of course, is a tour company we all know for catering to specifically travelers 18 to 35. I just uh, guess it was 2019 now, um, had some clients who always cruised and they just met the age requirement for me to get them in a Contiki tour and they loved it. Um, <laughs> They surveyed more than 1,200 travelers for their Voice of a Generation survey, which revealed insights about how, when, and where millennials and Gen Z want to travel this year. So they said 100% of respondents indicate they're dreaming of travel. There's no surprise there. 63% plan to travel in 21. 71% say they would get the vaccine in order to travel again and 58% would travel right now, even if they had to pay for quarantine upon returning home. And it says 40% of young travelers would even spend a week or so without tech, such as cell phones, if it meant traveling and reconnecting with people. These are my people. I mean, anything for travel, right? Yes. <laughs> they're at a point where they're like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. And whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it takes. And this was something that we mentioned way back last year when we first started this podcast. We were looking at if people would be encouraged to book travel because of discounts yep. or if they would be more encouraged with flexible 
booking policies. And what Mm -hmm. we found still remains true today that they are more incentivized by booking flexibility and money back guarantees than they are by discounts, which is great because you have a lot of the refundable rates that are way higher than the non-refundable ones. But at this point, if you're booking non-refundable rates, you know, that hurt later on potentially is going to be on you. And it's a huge shift because I am telling you, I've been blown away Mm -hmm. over the years where people will, for $5 a night, take a non-refundable rate. And in my head, I'm like, are you insane? Are you kidding (laughs) me? To say $5 a night, you're going to take these stringent, you know, but now it's a totally different story. Everybody's concerned with cancellation policies. Yeah. It says here that although 41% of respondents want to explore Europe and and 11% are dreaming of visiting Asia, domestic travel is by far the most in demand for this age group, with 77% looking to explore their home this year. Okay, so, Teresa, you made Turning your point. back okay. onto <laughs> domestic travel, give that a shot. Give that a shot because the, you know, there are really luxe ways of doing the US where you can make good money and work with your dream clients. And later on, mm. when the borders do open up, you already have them as your clients that you can market to for international travel. You are right. I need to stop doing it half-heartedly and really, really highlight some things. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're nervous about it, if you're nervous about it, just tell yourself, I'm so excited to book domestic travel. Unfortunately, it's not nerves. It's just a bad <laughs> attitude. And I need to sh- I need to have an attitude adjustment. Yeah. Change, change <laughs> that attitude, Corrine. That's right. Okay. Well, should we dive into some quick headlines? Uh, yeah. Time for excess baggage. All right. It's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Market Report, ASTA wants the CDC to exempt vaccinated travelers from new testing rules. In a letter to the CDC, ASTA's President Zane Kirby said that while the CDC's orders have all been designed to slow the spread of COVID, which is a positive for everyone, The amount of orders enforcing different rules and regulations have created confusion, uncertainty, and unpredictability. They also report that Marriott International will double its all-inclusive portfolio through an agreement with Blue Diamond Resorts, Sunwing Travel Group's hotel division. With the deal, Marriott will be one of the top global all-inclusive players with an additional 19 resorts and 7,000 rooms, bringing its total all-inclusive portfolio to 33 properties by 2025, with the majority joining Marriott's autograph collection sometime this year. Travel Agent Central says that following a change in its business model, Rail Europe North America Incorporated has suspended selling tour packages. As a result, Rail Europe is no longer a USTOA active member, effective January 31st. Accordingly, Rail Europe North America Incorporated no longer participates in the USTOA $1 million Travelers Assistance Program. They also report that Delta will block middle seats through April 21. On aircraft with middle seats, Delta will block the selection of middle seats in Delta Premium Select, Comfort Plus, and Main Cabin for parties of one or two. Parties of three plus can select seats together. On aircraft without any middle seats, Delta will block a selection of one aisle of seats. In first class, Delta will continue blocking adjacent seats. A headline from Travel Pulse states, Delta CEO rejects domestic COVID-19 testing, shares summer travel predictions. 
The CEO of Delta Airlines expects a surge of travelers taking to the skies this summer, but does not believe testing people before domestic flights is a smart plan. Travel Weekly says low-cost flyers exit the long-haul market, but leave their mark. Norwegian Air's announcement last month that it will not resume long-haul flying when the pandemic is over signaled the end of ultra-low-cost carriers in the transatlantic marketplace, at least for the foreseeable future, analysts say. They also report that Air Canada will suspend flights between Toronto and New York LaGuardia, Boston, and Washington Reagan National beginning next week as a part of a larger 17-route cut across its system. According to an article in Travel Age West, according to the latest Longwoods International Tracking Study of American Travelers, 81% plan to travel in the next six months, an increase of 16 percentage points since mid-January, and the highest level since the beginning of the pandemic in March 2020. Coupled with a surge in travel plans for the upcoming six months, the percentage of travelers who say that the coronavirus is greatly impacting their decision to travel during this time period has dropped to 40%, the lowest level since last March. Another article from Travel Age West says that the World Travel and Tourism Council is urging governments to redefine high-risk travel, at least when it comes to the COVID-19 pandemic, Rather than labeling countries or regions as high risk and implying that entire populations within their borders are infected with the coronavirus, the organization believes governments should narrow the focus to individual travelers. And last, some wonderful news from afar, the Sistine Chapel reopened to public view last week for the first time since its November coronavirus closure. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. If you have any questions or comments or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. We'll see you next week. Cause, 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 no one can do it like we do it, 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 like we do it.